The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Pulled my old pal uh, Bob Murray in this afternoon because I wanted to talk about leaders debate. I wanted to talk, uh, well, it's been just over a week since we talked last, and I like uh, your insight into things and how you kind of watch things. I know Tom Vernon is on every morning with with Bruce Bowie, and you're my go-to. So when you talk about leaders debate, when we go into this tonight, and by the way, it gets underway at 5.30 this afternoon, you can listen to it at Global News Radio 880 Edmonton. This can, at times, be a turning point in a campaign. Absolutely, it can. It certainly was in 2015. It was. Uh, I mean, in fairness, in 2015, the numbers had started to shift before the debate. I think the key to the debate was that uh, Mr. Prentice's performance uh, led many to that were already fearful of what he might represent uh, believe exactly their, those fears. Mm. Uh, and I think so. going into a debate like tonight, which is a very high-stakes debate by virtue of what's at stake here in this election and certainly the way that this election has been conducted so far, which is incredibly nasty, uh, you know, this debate has consequences for all of the leaders mm-hmm. uh, going in, but absolutely can be a turning point. But it's also an opportunity it's an opportunity for these party leaders to try to get their message across while contrasting themselves to the others. I want to break it down with you, and I want to pick your brain on on the on the four leaders that are, are going to be there because I think Jason Kenney um, might have the most to lose tonight. He's going to be on the hot seat. Oh, absolutely, he's going to be the target. Uh, and he's going to be the target uh, by virtue of the fact that he's still ahead in the polls, that mm-hmm. his party's still ahead in the polls, uh, by virtue of what we've seen from uh, within his own party over the last couple of weeks and, of course, in the month leading up to the election, uh, and also that the other leaders are going to see an opportunity to try to bring their numbers up by bringing him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and handling that, I mean, the one thing that I have noticed whenever I've seen Mr. Kenny speak or... Um, um, even in a heated conversation like he had last night with Charles Adler, mm. um, manages to keep his temper in check. That's what I have seen. Yeah, well, I mean, the hope is that losing the temper by virtue of being asked difficult questions would not be becoming of somebody trying no, to be premier. So right. I think that's a... a Characteristic that you'd you'd want to see. Uh, I think the bigger question tonight for me is: Will Mr. Kenny be able to uh, answer and address the questions that he knows are going to be coming at him mm-hmm. on issues that uh, recently he's been heavily criticized for mm-hmm. not handling properly? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even last night, in last night's interview uh, with Adler, I think uh, it was an opportunity for him to be able to answer some of those questions that obviously Adler certainly didn't feel that he did appropriately, nope. and uh, the Twitter sphere didn't feel that he did appropriately. And so at some point, the question is going to be, is tonight an opportunity for Mr. Kennedy to be able to put some of these questions to bed and be able to move on? Or is he going to come out of tonight with even more questions plaguing both him and his party on some of these fundamental issues that we know are important to Albertans? I mean, but, it, you know, obviously, again, you, you go back to that uh, that interview last night with, with Charles Adler, and you can check out Charles Adler's podcast and, and listen to it there in case you've missed it. Um, and, and Adler, you know, Pounded him on these questions and gave him a number of opportunities to maybe expand or maybe offer up an apology uh, for some things is what Adler was looking for and he and he stuck to um, to his well rehearsed lines. 
Well, he also stuck to his decision. That's right. You know, I think there were people that expected that he might go on there, change his decisions, mm-hmm. show some contrition that mm-hmm. people are calling for, and then move on. But that's not what he did. It seems to me that it's pretty clear that Mr. Kenny made a decision uh, that he is going to stand by mm-hmm. uh, at this point. And so uh, what that does to uh, the perceptions of him, what that does to the perceptions of his party and some of the candidates, uh, I think is going to be decided uh, in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as well, it's going to, whether or not it's going to have the impact on people's perceptions of him as a potential leader of the province, particularly from the moderate Albertans who have not decided who they want to vote for yet and those undecideds that are still trying to figure out where they fit on the political spectrum, that right now where the uh, extremes of left and right seem to be really where the two options are mm-hmm. because the, the middle just ain't taking hold. Yeah, you know, I was um, I was at a conference on, on Monday and Tuesday. I'm seeing a conference on, on Monday and Tuesday and there was a couple of political panels and, and someone had described it actually, I think it was Dwayne Bratt said, you know, this is this is a battle like we haven't seen in a long time in Alberta politics. It's really two titans. In the past, you had one, you know, the one big powerhouse party that had been in power for a very long time. This time, you actually you you have a, a government fighting to hold on. You have you have a, a leader in a party that is is doing very well, and there's not been a whole room up a whole lot of room up the middle for the other parties to get their voices heard. Yeah, I put a little bit differently, and I think Dwayne's right, and then analysis, don't tell him I said that. (laughs) Um, But I think it's also the first real election that we've seen uh, almost in, well... In 40 years. In 40 (laughs) years. I mean, we can go back to Wild Roads versus PC, Mm -hmm. but ultimately that's the battle for the right uh, in a lot of ways. But this is really one of those first opportunities that people have had to sit down and think of uh, left side of the spectrum versus right side of the spectrum, what they think that does to the future of Alberta, what kind of values Mm -hmm. uh, each party represents and what that looks like for uh, the times of values that Albertans currently hold and what they see they want to hold in the future uh, are placed within the country. You know, there's been a lot of conversation mm-hmm. about Alberta's place in Canada uh, around pipelines, around energy, around respect, etc. And so there's going to be a lot of those questions as to who Albertans feel is going to be able to carry Alberta's message yeah. to the rest of Canada and be able to move some of those initiatives forward and voice and serve as the voice for Albertans moving forward. So I think it's, it's really wrapped up in a great number of different things, which is why I think... Uh, this election is as important as it is. So tonight, uh, still with the with the leaders' debate for for Rachel Notley, um, you know she certainly proved uh, against uh, Prentice Jim Prentice in the in the last leaders' debate that she's a very good debater. She um, she handled herself well, and I think she had some she had some push. You, you know, feeling you know fairly good going into that debate. T- tonight, what does she need to do? She needs to keep the attack on Jason Kenney. She needs to be able to show, first of all, she has to stand on a record and demonstrate why her record has made life better for Albertans, but also not just made life better for her base, Mm -hmm. made life better for Albertans that are skeptical of her tenure as Premier and skeptical of the NDP's platform and how it is that she's going to be able to take that message outside of that base to be able to demonstrate that the message that they're trying to convey is relatable and is not going to have the economic consequences that the UCP is pointing to and that others point to around traditional NDP policies. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also has to make sure that people are looking at her as a viable alternative, that this is not already lost by virtue of what polls have been saying for months at a time uh, and being able to demonstrate that she's in it to win it, that there's an opportunity where they might be able to come up and win it. And if they're going to do that, that they have a plan that they're going to be able to carry forward and implement. Uh, And I think the biggest the, one of the big attacks that Mr. Kenny's going to be leveling, and I think Mr. Mandel's going to be leveling the same attack, is over the budget and over finances. 
mm-hmm. you know, promising uh, significant amounts of new spending mm-hmm. uh, in the NDP platform and a platform that would uh, ultimately significantly increase the size of the public service even more than has already been done. Uh, why that is the ideal approach for Alberta right now and why that's the most positive outlook on Alberta's economy, I think are really going to be the questions. Let's take a break here. Bob Murray joining me in studio this afternoon. When we come back, let's find out. Stephen Mandel, David Kahn, is, as I mentioned, you know, it's going to... They're going to have to have their voice heard tonight. Well, and they will. They get the opportunity. But they're going to have to fight probably to uh, get a little bit more attention paid to them because I think, as we said, it's going to be a battle between Kenny and Notley. Let's talk about that when we come back. Bob Murray in studio this afternoon. We're talking uh, the leaders' debate tonight. Uh, Stephen Mandel, David Kahn. Um, you know, I, I go back to the last leaders' debate, and as I mentioned, Jim Prentice kind of turning his back to everybody else, just focusing in on Rachel uh, Notley. Um, I don't necessarily think that uh, Kenny or Notley will do that tonight, but those two uh, will be uh, fighting to have their, their voice heard and to make some points tonight. Mandel and Khan. Yes. Yeah, well, absolutely. Sorry. I think, well, um, the Alberta party thus far, uh, the numbers have been incredibly disappointing for them. I mm-hmm. mean, this was supposed to be the big moment of the emergence of the Alberta yeah. party and the emergence of a new Alberta centrist party, um, inheriting some of that legacy from the previous Alberta liberals. Uh, and it just hasn't seemed, it doesn't seem to have any traction. It doesn't seem to be taking. I think one of the last polls I saw credibly had about 6% uh, polling provincially, which is really tough, uh, mm-hmm. tough pill to swallow. Uh, of course, for the, the UCP side of things, they really do want a strong Alberta party showing uh, mm-hmm. because to help split that vote. Uh, but I think tonight, Mr. Mandel, one of the things I will say about the Alberta Party is that policy statements have been some of the most complex and some of the most thoughtful mm-hmm. um, that have been put out. But because of their complexity and thoughtfulness, <laughs> I don't think anybody's reading them. <laughs> uh, because our modern political uh, discourse and our mar- modern political culture is completely against any kinds of complexity mm. or nuance. And so, uh, but I, th- I think that's something that it'll be interesting to see how Mr. Mandel tries to forge a way to be able to talk. And I think Mr. Khan will take the same tack, uh, talking about why neither the NDP or the UCP are the superior alternatives and why people should be looking to a different alternative. And for David Kahn, of course, uh, really... Uh, tough slogan as a liberal in Alberta these days. Of course, coming out with the uh, proposal that he did around a uh, sales tax and what that would mean, uh, you know, certainly took guts to come forward. He's the one that said it first. Took guts to come forward with it. Uh, needed to make a splash and needed yeah. uh, something to differentiate him. Uh, so it certainly did, but to tax-averse Albertans, I'm not sure that's going to be uh, the way to, to be able to move forward. So I think as well, both Mandel and Con will have a unique opportunity on some level if they use it properly tonight to hold both Mr. Kenny and Ms. Notley to account on some of the policy proposals they put forward that are very much an either-or scenario, mm-hmm. and is that really the way that good public policy is made, and where their proposals uh, can forge a different path, more of a centrist path. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think out of the uh, the four that are in that leaders' debate, um, that two of them might not end up with a seat? Ooh. Um, Do you think Stephen Mandel and David Kahn will win their writings. <laughs> Sorry, and if you're not... Uh, I think Mr. Mandel is going to struggle to win his riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mr. Khan, by virtue of his running in the one Alberta liberal riding <laughs> that there is right now, mm-hmm. uh, has a chance of winning it. Uh, but again, I think it's going to be really tough slogan as a, a liberal in Alberta right now. What do you think that the Alberta party uh, looks like um, after this election? Uh, if Mr. Mandel doesn't win his seat, uh, he will have done his service to the party. Uh, I think this is a real 
important learning opportunity for the Alberta party, that what they thought they were going to try to do and how they tried to do it, and the fact that it didn't take hold the way that they thought, regardless of who wins on April 16th, mm-hmm. I, there is still going to be an opportunity for an Alberta party to be part of the political uh, discourse in Alberta. A lot of it r- rests on, even if the leader doesn't win his seat, how many seats do they actually yeah. get yeah, to yeah. be able to forge a path forward? Do they retain any kind of party status, etc.? Uh, and if they're able to do that, I think there's still an opportunity, and there's still enough Albertans out there, I think, that would identify themselves as moderate mm-hmm. or centrist that are looking for a political home right now. I think right now those are the people deciding whether or not they're going to vote for a party on the 16th I or know. they're going to vote against a party on that's the 16th. That's right. And that's what I was going to ask you about next. Kind of, the, you know, we've, we've talked about it a bit, you know, the holding your, your, your nose and, and voting. Um, you know, I don't think any vote is necessarily a wasted vote. I think everyone, you know, should get out there and, and cast their ballots. But I, I know there's... Yeah, the the hold the, the nose and vote thing. I, I think that that's going to happen for a number of people. Well, I mean, strategic voting um, is not unusual, mm-hmm. right? When you is sometimes it's not voting for a candidate, but you're voting against the other candidate yeah. and, and hoping they don't get into power. But in the Canadian system, in the parliamentary system, that's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. because you're not necessarily voting. You're not voting for a leader. You're voting for a local candidate right. in that individual riding, and that will play itself out very differently in different ridings across the province. Certainly in the rural areas. Uh, I think the numbers are still fairly strong for the UCP, but really a lot of that is going to come down to Calgary and Edmonton, I think. Bob, a couple questions um, said, this is from Cam, just a comment first off, says, I would have preferred Brian Jean as a leader, but we'll take Kenny all day, any day over our current premier. It will take a lot for Kenny to lose this election. Albertans are worn out by the NDP. That's Cam's thought this afternoon. And this one said, you know, we're talking about some of these bozo eruptions, and that's what they're being called, you know, with the, the United Conservatives. They said, what about Nolly and the members involved with those those uh, sexual harassment allegations, um, you know, I we uh, talked to her a few months back and specifically asked her about that, and she said, you know, it was looked after internally, and they decided this was the best way to do it. Um, that party seems to have gotten off a little scot-free on that one. Yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today, actually, that I'm I'm stunned that we haven't heard more, more about, about that particular issue. I mean, it, easy for Ms. Notley to have said it was better to deal with it and uh, deal with it internally, but that also uh, means that it wasn't dealt with fairly transparently at all. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was really only uh, dealt with in the public eye once people were sniffing around and found out That's about right. it. Uh, so they were incredibly reluctant to actually talk about it. Uh, but I think for somebody running a campaign uh, dedicated exclusively to the so-called moral high ground mm-hmm. uh, and questioning somebody else's ethics, etc. There are a lot of questions I think that people still have about that particular uh, situation and how that was handled and whether or not it's as uh, genuine in some of the lines that have been used to, to describe uh, the other party when there were certainly questions being posed there. So you always have to be very careful when you try to stake out the moral high ground that you actually have the moral high ground. Mm-hmm. But And I think that is certainly uh, one of the areas that uh, it would not surprise me if we hear more about it over the last week and a half. Mm, interesting. Okay. Okay, so going into the debate tonight, what are the, the, the top couple of things that you think people should watch for? Uh, you're going to see two very different v- versions of the economy and the future of the economy presented. Uh, you could probably do a drinking game by virtue of that. Uh, I think you're also going to hear Miss. N- I mean, we've heard Miss Notley invoking um, Sky Palace uh, yes. and Alice and Redford yeah. recently, which is trying very hard to link the UCP to the old legacy of the mm-hmm. PCs to try to reignite that sense of exhaustion and some of the old perceptions of that party. So there's going to be that piece. Uh, you're going to hear Mr. Kenny talking about the Notley Trudeau alliance mm-hmm. and trying very hard to play on the 
dissatisfaction that Albertans have uh, being around being able to get the pipeline, pipeline, and of course with Mr. Trudeau just as an individual leader. Uh, and ultimately, I think you're going to see uh, two leaders trying very hard in Ms. Notley and Mr. Kenny uh, to stay on their message and get their message out and actually stick to their message rather than being drawn into uh, a. a punching match back and forth. Bob Murray, always great to talk with you. Uh, again, the um, debate starts tonight at 5.30. You can listen live at Global News Radio 880 Edmonton. Watch it live stream at globalnews.ca. Thanks for this, Bob. My pleasure. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.